Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Montana DNA Podcast. Here we are. Uh, we're back recording again, Dane. Um, feels good to be back. Yeah, we're up at Yuppie this time. We're not in the Dingleberry basement. <laughs> <laughs> the little little nicer uh, setting here. We're up in the uh, living room of the Yuppie Pad up here in Whitefish. And man, it feels good to be uh, hitting the old red record button again. Hey, it's been a while. Um because we hit record on the first one and then you took off. When? Okay, so when did we... We recorded... What was it? Like three weeks ago or was it more than that? August 31st. Okay, so the last time we hit record was August 31st. And then a smoke load of stuff goes down. Dane comes out with the new pod. He's doing a bunch of editing. He releases the pod while I'm actually out in the, uh, out in the Idaho wilderness because I went elk hunting out in Idaho. And, um, so I'm gone for like the course of like two weeks and, uh, the big release goes the first epi I'm out hunting. I don't, I have no idea that this episode had dropped. And anyways, I get back to service and people, there's a few people that reached out to me and like, Hey, good job on the podcast, whatever. It, I, it didn't feel like we did a great job, but it kind of went together and, uh, been getting a lot of feedback, some good, some bad. We're going to try working out the kinks, but, um, nonetheless, we're back recording episode number two. Uh, on the Montana DNA podcast, and it feels amazing. It feels real good. Um, now, I was going to ask you, hey, so you went out for round two. So you went out for the first couple weeks with, was it with your dad yeah. and your brother? Yeah, okay, so we head south. I I tried, you know, the opportunity for me to come go hunt Idaho came up. My dad uh, had reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I want to go hunting with you. Um, but he was planning on going to Idaho, and... Uh, you know, being a Montana resident, it was a little bit weird buying an out-of-state tag, you know, spending the $600 on an elk tag that, it, you know, I could normally get in, in, in Montana here. But it was just the type of thing where it felt right. You know, I really wanted to get back out in the woods with my dad. And it happened, man. We got out there. We chased elk around for 10 days straight. And uh, we came up short. I had a lot of good chances, got into a lot of action, but uh, unfortunately couldn't thread the needle. And basically what ends up happening is, so I'm gone for 10 days. I come back to Kalispell. Um, I had some work stuff I had to figure out and uh, did a few days of, of um, you know, running, doing work related bull crap, yeah. for lack of a better way of putting it. And then I actually ended up heading, heading back out with some of the boys and uh, in Montana, in the state I love. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we ended up uh, getting one elk. Jack actually shot a, uh, like a three. 34 which is which is a pretty darn good bull um out here in montana and um yeah so the, that was just two nights ago and i'll tell you what man packing out an elk will throw that'll wear you down um and we we had an all-nighter packing that thing out and so i'm beat i'm wore down but uh being back up here at yuppie it, it you know yeah. I'm, I'm pumped up to be on the pod again hitting record so yeah. so yeah no it's been a steady grind for me for two weeks i'm wore out but uh but yeah no it's uh it's good to be back i heard you had a missed opportunity out there so yeah boys it was crazy so i'm pecking i had this out come into like five yards and uh i ended up Get my bow back when he was, you know, within five yards, but he ended up spooking. He turned and whirled around, got back to like 13 yards, and he bolted, and I shot. I ended up getting him a little far back. We trailed him for a while. Um, but, yeah, no, we couldn't recover the elk. It started pouring rain, ran out of blood trail because of the doggone rain. It was unfortunate. Who knows? I really, really hope that I uh, that he's still out there living because he was a nice, real nice trophy, but... 
Um, of course, that's not what matters. Um, I'm, I'm all about filling that freezer. And so exactly. Unfortunately, the freezer's still empty, so let's. Uh, I got. I'm looking forward to keeping it going this season. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah. So, Danner, I mean, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. You, I hardly even like. Even if I am local, it's like I don't see you because you're laying low. You're out in who knows where, Missoula, or Great Falls, or something. You've been on the road. What have you been up to, man? This is the problem with where I'm at right now is I've gotten shipped out to Great Falls, Montana. It's four hours away from Kalispell. I love Kalispell. I'm like so fired up when I moved here. I get to work in Kalispell, hang out with everybody. No, they send me out to Great Falls. I've been there consistently since the start of June. I don't get to do anything midweek. It sucks. So Oz gets back from his elk hunting escapade. And I'm fired up. He, we see each other at church. He comes up. We're like, let's get the second podcast episode rolling. We're fired up. The he, first thing we, we the, start talking we're about. We're just so, we're fired We up. met eyes. We met eyes. I was actually inside the grange. And I look outside. And whose eyes do I meet meet up with? It's Dane Kangas. And I know he's thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. We get together. We talk about the pod. And Oz decides he's jumping into the Buick. And we're going to go and pack in. <laughs> we're going to go to Haps. And the whole time, we finally collaborate again, and he jumps in the, the Buick, and we start talking pod. And we got all these this content rolling. We got everything coming out, and we're like, heck yeah, we're, we're recording tonight. Yep. So uh, before Haps, we decided we're going to pop into uh, City Brew and go grab ourselves some coffee. Oh, boy. So, and yeah, we we pack and go to City Brew, and um, pet, it was hilarious. So the thing is, me and Oz... We're not the type of guys to go into one of those foo-foo coffee places and buy these iced coffee drinks with all this crap in it. (laughs) But, yeah, no, today proved to be one of those days where we were feeling it. So, it's me, Simon, Damon, and, of course, Dane. And and we 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 were piled into the Buick. We we ate lunch. Then we we were going to go pick up some coffee. So, what do we do? We swing into City Brew. Um... And Simon orders, and he got some, uh, I think it was like a white chocolate Americano. And, and I'm like, dude, yeah, I like those things. So what do I do? I order them. I'm like, hey, you know, I want one of those things. And and I think I told him with uh, I, like a quad shot. And, um, and there was a misunderstanding because I thought I was saying that I want a quad shot, you know. Was, quad shot really gets me ripping. Yeah, there was clearly some miscommunication going on between you and the bar. Between bar me man. and the guy that, yeah, the, 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 the till runner. And so he he was kind of giving me a little funny look now in perspective. I, I Looking back, he's he's kind of giving me an odd look. And um, anyway, so I'm, I'm, I order and I pay for it. It's like six seventy nine or almost seven bucks and I'm like holy crap you know like this is getting reason why we shouldn't be drinking coffee yeah and anyway so the guy comes out with my coffee and and he's like who got the seven shot you know Americano or something and I'm like giving the look to the boys like oh like who's, who's the, the loop who's the loser that, <laughs> who's the who's the peckin loser that ordered a seven shot Americano what an idiot you know and and I'm like, I'm looking at the guy, and he's like, kind of giving me the nod, like, "Hey, that's what you ordered," and and I'm like, I ordered this, <laughs> and yeah. So it turns out I'm hyped up on a seven shot americano right now, boys, and um, 
Yeah, let's go, man. I'm I'm ready to record. I'm ready to go and I'm actually I'm not ready to record. I'm ready to go and run a marathon right now. I'm so hyped up. You shouldn't be sitting on the couch right now. <laughs> it's not ideal, but yeah, hopefully we can uh, hammer out some content here. Yeah. So today we're gonna actually double up on the interviews today. We're bringing on uh, Connor Pobbs. We're bringing on Pobbs, and then we're bringing on Quinn Clark. Quinn, aka Wiggy. Wiggy, as he's so, known around here. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. Uh, interview these guys um we're pretty excited to have them on as guests so pretty cool that they're willing to take some time out of their day and come out and give us a little content so so yeah hopefully you guys enjoy these interviews yeah well, i guess we'll send it over to uh pobs uh, our next guest is uh, a guy born and raised in spokane washington had a short stint in Minnesota, but then he followed his good senses back to Montana. Uh, he's a framer for cage construction by day, a Snapchat story goon by profession. He's standing tall at 5'3", he's weighing in at 120 pounds. Welcome to the podcast, Connor Pobbs Simonson. Okay, one, wait, one, we're giving him a 120 weight. I don't know if we can give him that. Maybe if he's like soaking wet or something, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I do, yeah. <laughs> 120 is is kind of accurate. What, what are you coming uh, in? What are you cracking the scale at? I'm usually around like 127. Are you one serious? Yeah. So you're, see, when I rolled that up, I was like, that was like I'm lowballing this. <laughs> you so were lowballing it? I don't know. It doesn't matter what I eat. No? <laughs> Heck. So, I, Pobs, I wanted to talk about the, <laughs> the first time we met. And see, it wasn't the first time we met, but at the time, I thought it was. Yeah. So this was like three years ago at Peace Gardens. Right. And I was laying down. It was late one night. I think it was the first night I was there. I'm laying down in a group. And this guy comes and lays down beside me. And he's like, hey, Dane, how's it going, buddy? And I'm like, uh, not bad. Hey, buddy. I'm like, who is this guy? And it took me literally like a half hour. And I had this conversation with you for quite a while. Yep. <laughs> it was like a half hour later. I'm like, Connor Simonson. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought you had to ask somebody who I was afterwards. I, one no, of those types of deals. I'm wondering if I did, but yeah, I was like, for that whole conversation, I was like, I'm just winging it here. No, but we've, we've all been there where you're like, some guy comes up to you at church and you go, hey, how's it going? And you're like, I should know this guy's name, but yeah, you can't figure it out or whatever. But. Do you remember that though? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Why, why did you think that I should have known you? Because I don't know if I ever really exchanged words with you before. Well, according to you, we met in Spokane wait like years before that. See, but I don't even know if we met. Like we were in the same at the same place, but I don't know if we even talked to each other. I know we like took sauna together, but yeah. Oh, I over at Mackey's. <laughs> <laughs> no, at the time, at the time, I was pretty low on uh, friends, so <laughs> I kind of figured we sat next to each other in a sauna. And you typically know, that brings more. two guys closer together. Yeah, extremely close. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you know, you get a couple of guys naked in the in the steam room. I don't know how much closer you can get. Yeah. <laughs> the birth of a friendship yeah. right there. Yeah. 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 No, and I'm I feel bad that I didn't know you at the time, but we've come a long way since. Yeah, I've at Peace Gardens like I don't know, my name gets around. Uh, <laughs> So I had uh, several loads of people t- 
tell me, like, oh, Pops, what's going on? No idea who any of them are. But one I do know, his name is Bert and Jermu. <laughs> Bert Jermu. <laughs> <laughs> he knew who I was. He knew my nickname and everything. And then he came to Montana about a year later. And I finally figured out who he was. So that's like a... That's kind of, kind of the similar, yeah, similar situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wait. So did, it, did he... So... Bert and Jermu knew who you were. Yeah. How how did he find met, out about you? Was I've he like the guy that was following you on Instagram or following you on I, Snapchat? Because I don't know. See, the thing is, Pops, I know a lot of people know you because you've kind of built this repertoire on Snapchat and Instagram with the stories and that. What were you wanted to ask about that? Well, okay, so you're kind of known as as a guy that you know throw throw your story out there. You know the the. The kind of um, here's an example, like the the milk jug story. It was the full duration that you could do. Is it sixty seconds that you could do in a full Snapchat story? He had this milk jug with water, and he basically just set up his phone, hit the the lock, the record, thing, oh, yeah, and just yeah, started yeah. chugging this. <laughs> jug <of water. laughs> no, but like, or or the morning that that there's like one that he that he posted, and it was like. Something about, you know, Tom Pomp, and then he kept throwing out Tom Pomp, Tom Pomp every, like, couple minutes, you know? And then, like, you're, they're thoroughly entertaining, right? They are. You wonder, like, what it, what's going through Pop's head? Is he, like, when he when he starts re- hitting record, is he kind of like, oh, dude, this is a good good idea? Or, like, what, what, what's kind of running through the mind when, when you're, when you are you know, like, all right, I'm, I'm doing a snap story here? Or is it kind of like, you did, yeah, like, what, is, what do you think? It's, it's spur of the moment. It kind of just comes to me. So some of them would just like are you know first take, you know post, and then some of them are like, you know you kind of riff him, and all of a sudden you're like, okay that was a good that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're rewatching your own story before you post it, right? <laughs> so you like some of them I've done, you know four or five different takes on you know yeah yeah kind of perfecting perfecting it, it because because there is a fan base. You can't like You know you gotta show good quality So some of them Like I think are pretty bad quality actually And like because, the content is pretty subpar You're thinking Well no cause the thing is Other people enjoy them cause I get You know people mess with me oh that was so funny <laughs> You know And so I go back You know I see that I go back and watch it you know thinking it's gonna be funny Or whatever and I'm just kind of thinking, man, I'm actually kind of an idiot. Why am I doing this? <laughs> so would you consider but, yourself kind of a crowd pleaser then? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the, fan, for the fans, right? Right? Crowd please for the fans, you know? Well, they're, they're always asking for more. Right, you know? right. Okay. You got to so, keep them happy. Yeah. I kind of settled down on it, like... Um, I went pretty hard and picked one on Instagram um, a couple of days ago, <laughs> and I have a lot more people that follow me on Instagram, so like it's a new new fan base, untouched, <laughs> <laughs> untouched on Instagram. So a lot of people are probably just scratching their heads, you know? <laughs> because my Snapchat is like more people that I know. Like anybody who wants to follow me on Instagram, they can follow me. I don't really care. I don't follow people back that I don't know. Right, yeah. right. But if they want to follow me, like, whatever. Well, hey, let's you know. throw your uh, Instagram handle out there. 
Yep. That's on Instagram, folks. Give him a follow. I mean, he's got great content. It's a content machine. It's actually Connor Dot Simonson, I think. Connor Dot Simonson. That's Connor with an E. Okay, oh. no, so, like, we got to get to the nitty gritty here. We're out in Montana. Yep. I mean, you're kind of a Montana mountain man. And, you know, we're, we're all out here. We're living. We're living the high life. And... So like what like what what inspired this big move out to Montana? I mean, you grew up in Spokane. Spokane's a great place. I mean, it's in the mountains and it's a beautiful place. Correct. But all of a sudden, you're over here in Kalispell, kicking it with the boys out on the back porch, smoking ciggies. We're talking ripping laps on the bike. I heard you just got a bike, man. Heck yeah, man. What what were you thinking? <laughs> When you initiated the move, okay, that sounded pretty. Yeah, that was pretty came in with a lot. Whatever, of, that was a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> but so the story of me coming out here. So my uncle Matt Simonson, um, he had texted me. I mean, I knew Matt kind of my whole life, but I didn't really know him. And uh, so we were at Michaela and Austin's wedding. And uh, me and Matt kind of got to talk, and he's like, hey, you should move out to Montana, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, you know. I was kind of just telling oh, yeah, that'd be sweet, you know, but I wasn't really interested, really. And then a couple months later, he texted me asking if I want to move out, and I just started a, a landscaping job that I liked, so I didn't, I told him no, um, you know, I liked my job here. So this then, is in Deer Park, in Deer Spokane. Park. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so a few months later, he hits me back. And uh, at that point, I had started a different landscape, <laughs> a different landscaping job that I had just started. And he's like, "Hey, we got an open spot. I was just moved to Minnesota." Yes, so me. Ozzy. <laughs> and uh, yes, me, your host. <laughs> Good, keep going. So I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna move." So he's all fired up. I'm all fired up. Can't wait. My so. You and Matt, like, Matt's your uncle, so at this point, like, are you buddies at all, or is he still kind of an uncle figure to you? Because, like, because it's kind of... He's not even, like, an uncle figure, you know? He's like a... <laughs> it's just all it is is a fact that he's your uncle. He's yeah. just this guy. Yeah, he's just, like, some guy, uh, but we're close to related, so he feels like I need to be living near him. <laughs> I mean, in, class, in classic oh, Matt form. Yeah, being, yeah. oh, yeah. of course, right, okay. So... Both parties are fired up, but the third party is not fired up, which would be my foreman and my boss at the time. Uh, <laughs> my boss, he really needed guys, and apparently I was impressing him with my uh, work ethic or whatever. Humble brig. So he, my foreman, I don't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Bless his heart. <laughs> uh, good guy. He says, oh, you can't just tell him you're quitting and moving to Montana. You have to come up with a legitimate, like, reason you, you have to go. So I'm like, we start brainstorming at lunch, and he comes up with the idea, or mutual effort. We come up with the idea, we're going to say, oh. my uncle had a heart attack in Montana, <laughs> and I had to go take care of the ranch while he was healing up. <laughs> so I... <laughs> kind of tell my boss yeah I'm taking off I gotta go to Montana and he's you know kind of giving me all these questions that I wasn't prepared for you know I wasn't like prepared for a, <laughs> for a follow up to my story and uh, so I'm kind of like muttering stumbling my way through kind of like yeah I don't know man like <laughs> and he's he's like oh so like how long are you gonna be gone you think like well, we'd love to have you back here and I'm like dude you know what like it could be 
you know, two weeks. It could be two months. You might as well just can me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that was the story. I packed up. I had a my Toyota, not running good. Loaded that thing up. You know, all my possessions fit in Toyota uh, Corolla. They still probably do. I haven't gained much since then. But yeah, headed out here, made it out, and then uh, I met Ozzy, Chad, all the guys out here, and uh, fell in love. The whole situation. So you you slid in up there in Hungry Horse. Yep. You were kind of a canyon creditor there for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I had a, my the night before I got there. There was actually seven gunshots that went off <laughs> right down the block. Oh yeah, no, that was like that was like the the, the bedtime lullaby every yeah. night. It was just gunshots, <laughs> gunshots. you know. And uh, yeah, that's not uncommon up there in the the canyon. So really, you never really looked back after you made that move. No, not. Not to Washington, I didn't. I mean, occasionally I, I glance toward the west, but it's usually just looking at the mountains and whatever, not really trying to look at Deer Park from a distance. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, like, if you ever, would you move back to Deer Park? Maybe. Right now, there's just not enough energy or a good solid crew out there. There's not enough pull. Yeah, there's not enough pull. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're out here in Montana. You're currently working for Cage Construction. Yep. And you're working for a guy by the name of Chase Johnson. We call him Chase Swanson. Um, everybody knows him as Swan- Mr. Swanson. And um, so what's it like over there at Cage? I mean, you got BJ. You got you. You got Deeves. I mean, we're talking some solid dudes. I mean, is there? does it ever get kind of greasy over there? Is, is Chase ever just kind of hard-nosing you and, and slave-driving you? I mean, is he a slave driver like I hear he is? <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, Chase is a... Because he's a hard-nosed guy. I mean, he doesn't put up with... He's a no-nonsense yeah, type dude. Yeah, he doesn't put up with any crap. So we're completely different people at work. Um, when he's around versus when he's not around. So the moment he leaves the job, is it the type of thing where you whip out it's, the sleeping bag and the boys are headed for the job trailer to take naps I mean, we and stuff whip, or what? We have a microwave in the trailer. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> We usually sit down for a nice little group chat and a cup of noodles once he leaves the job site. Cup of noodles. <laughs> well, like, yeah, we're pretty cheap. Like, it's not like he pays us. So is it, is is the, the going rate over at Cage, is it still five bucks an hour, no benefit? The only benefit is um, job uh, naps on the job in the job trailer. <laughs> 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 no, Chase is, uh, he's a solid dude. Yeah, he's... He's a uh, he's a good dude. Brennan's a good dude. Dave's is a good dude, and it's uh just it's a killer a, crew. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I love working there. So yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Do you feel like you're going to be like? Is your destiny to be a framer, or what? Do you, what do you already kind of see yourself? Um, I could see myself framing long term, but there's a I definitely have other interests. Like, no doubt about it. I just picked up a mountain bike. I'm thinking about giving that a shot. Um, full time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I bought a season's pass, and I'm thinking about doing that full time this winter. Okay, Pops, I want to ask you about um, that incident out on the back deck here at Yuppie. So, <laughs> this was after a guy's night, I believe. Mm-hmm. We were out on the back deck having a cigarette, and a little while later, later that night, we noticed that there was a little bit of a bonfire going on <laughs> on our back porch there. <laughs> we had two or three deck boards engulfed in flame. And now, the only people that were out there previous to this happening 
was me, Pops, Deerhorn, and Damon. Now, Deerhorn threw you under the bus. He said, I saw Pops. He threw his cigarette butt, and there was like an egg carton there. Yep. He said, I saw Pops throw his cigarette butt in that egg carton. I think he started the fire. Did you start the fire? You know, all the evidence is pointed against me. I did throw my cigarette butt into the carton, and I did tell everybody that I flicked the ashes out, but I, in retrospect, I have zero idea if I actually flipped the ashes out. But and do you think you may or may not be guilty? Do you feel like you... No, like, I feel like the chances are that I did it, but who's going to be able to prove that? But do you feel like Deerhorn... <laughs> do you feel like Deerhorn is really... Has some sort of beef with you, and he's trying to throw you under the bus? Because I've seen that a little bit of tension between you and Deerhorn. On the guy's Snapchat? Is that what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, I'm talking to the, the guy's Snapchat. <laughs> the guy's Snapchat. No, him and Deerhorn definitely have something going on. So me and Deerhorn, well, he likes to post about uh, logging a lot. And I'm kind of, I love logging just as much as Damon Nemo loves logging, right? Just as much as Trav Johnson loves logging. Yeah, you're su- there's an extreme level of passion there. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't love logging in the way that after a certain amount of Snapchats, I kind of know how logging works. <laughs> 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 so I was just kind of getting like annoyed that the same material kept going up. So what? What's, so, what's, what's but there was no hard feelings. I don't know if any hard feelings were like taken, you know. But um, our podcast host Ben here and Damon kind of instigated a, a beef between me and Jack that it may or may not be a real thing now. <laughs> See, the thing is, I don't know if there was any beef, but we we wanted to stir something up that night, yep. so me and Damon decided these guys had beef. <laughs> and I fear that we might have actually started something here. No, me and Jack are cool. We've known each other for years. He grew up in Spokane like I did, and uh, he knows exactly how I operate. So he knows there's no beef between us, but we will duke it out if we come within five yards of each other. <laughs> So, so Pops, I wanted to ask you about, you had quite an experience uh, one morning earlier this year. Um, you were driving your red race car to work. Yep. And um, you ended up having a little fiasco. You ended up in a guy's yard. Um, yep. Can you try to take us through that whole experience? Because that, that was kind of a little, little ordeal there. Yep. So I'm on my way to work, you know, way too early in the morning. Um, we were working up in Big Fork, which is kind of a haul to get to, and uh, so I'm I'm driving too fast per usual, and I come whipping around this corner, and that sun is all over my windshield. Keep in mind, my windshield. <laughs> I don't believe in washing cars really. I don't buy nice cars, so I don't really feel like I need to take care of them. But it was just pure fill from the windshield, and it, like only thing I could see through it was a blinding light. So I'm kind of like right in the middle of a turn, and I knew. I was in the middle of a turn, so I kept it, turn, my wheel turned a little bit, <laughs> but I didn't keep the wheel turned enough, and my tire goes off of the road into the ditch, I try yanking that thing back on the road, it catches the road, next thing I know I'm doing a flipping barrel roll. In the, in this, in the, uh, what, is it in a score, uh, score, escort? Yeah, Ford Escort. Okay. And, uh, 03. I mean, quick too. 03. Quick good, too. Good year, good year for them escorts. And, uh, so yeah, I'm midair. I touched down in this guy's yard, and my first thought is, oh, I came down pretty good there. I'm going to start this thing up when I, come, <laughs> when I slide to a stop here and uh, continue on my way to work. And uh, lo and behold, I come to a stop, and the car didn't start back up. 
my wheels were turned two different directions, and I knew I wasn't making it to work that day. (laughs) (laughs) So was the guy home? The guy was home. He actually was in his living room, which is on the side of the house where I slid through his yard. And his win- his living room has, you know, it comes to a corner and there's two windows that come right up to this corner. So I come in through one, you know, window and slide to the stop in the other window and he's sitting there brushing his teeth or something. And, uh, you know, I get out of my car. I don't even acknowledge this dude. I seen him as I was cruising by, you know. <laughs> but I'm like trying to play it off like he's sleeping or something. <laughs> but you've seen him, you've seen him in I the window. I've seen him looking. <laughs> Because I kind of turned my rear mirror, like, right when I said to a stop to see, because I seen him when I slid by. And I wanted to see, like, if he was pissed or whatever. And I couldn't really tell through my rear mirror if he was, what kind of mood he was in. So I decided I was just going to act like he wasn't there at all. So I get out of my car and I'm kind of, you know, keeping eye contact with the side of my car at all times, whatever side I was on, checking up the tires. And uh, he comes out and he's like, hey, good morning. And he ended up being a, just a sweet dude. Apparently, I'm not the first one that slid through his yard, but I am the first one when there was no snow present. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, right he just thought I was okay, and I called the AAA, and they hauled my car to my house, and I recently sold it. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> All right, so uh, that was... Uh, we we're, we're very honored to have a very special person, my roommate, just a world-class dude, for lack of a better way of putting it, on the podcast here in Pablo Simonson. Um, and um, we appreciate him coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you. It's been a pleasure being here. And I actually might join the pod as a producer. This is true. So, this, we've, so we've talked about this. If we, if we upgrade our recording equipment, we're going to need a guy who's willing to produce for us, willing to sit down at the mixer and get us some good sound. And Pobbs has expressed interest. I feel like he'd be a pretty good fit, and, and we're going to look further into it. We're going to sit him down, have a formal interview, um, and depending on how the interview goes, the attire that he wears to the interview, how he presents himself, his personal skills, we're going to take all that uh, into consideration in trying to find the qualified candidate. And um, if he fits, if he's qualified, I think I think you might you know get the well, job. I was just telling Dane last night there's nothing wrong with my fingers my fingers all work now that my thumbs healed up my wrists work so I, I'm plenty capable of turning knobs okay okay well you know, I mean we can leave that for the interview process okay. but <laughs> glad you're bringing okay. that <laughs> all right. All right, yeah thanks a lot Bob oh, yeah. thanks for coming on yeah. this episode is brought to you by Flathead Tree Services With winter just around the corner, old Jack Frost can't wait to unleash the cold temperatures and heavy snow. A high number of trees won't make the cut, and nature's cut is not accommodating of anything in its path. Over at Flathead Tree Services, on the other hand, we have any situation under control and can answer your questions concerning winter's effect on our valley's trees. While we specialize in tree removal, we can also grind stumps, clear building lots, or trim a shrub. Call today at 406-300-2224. That's Flathead Tree at 300-2224.
All right, folks, our next guest is the dark horse of Montana. He comes from the hills of Longview, Washington, out there on the West Coast, and he found himself moving out to the Montana area to surround himself with a good crop of women and an awesome uh, group of men, of course, and uh, to become this roofing guru that he is. And uh, he finds uh, pure joy in igniting the garbage pile at the warehouse. And uh, we are pleased to welcome to this podcast, the Quinn Clark. We all know here out in the Montana area as Wiggy. Thanks for coming on, Wiggy. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, no problem. Flipping on the pod. Yeah, it sure feels nice to be on here. I'm more than honored to be on here for you Dude, guys. Like, it, was just, it was just like an hour ago. We were planning on having Wiggy on the podcast. Wiggy gives me, or I give Wiggy a call. He's telling me, oh, I was just up in the Whitefish area because we're, we're, we're recording up here at the uh, the Yuppie Pad up in Whitefish. He's telling me, he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it. I was just up there. And I was like, Wiggy, what are you doing? This is a second Effie. This is a second Effie and, and, and you have an opportunity to come on to the podcast Mm -hmm. um but no you made the right decision you decided to come up here and Mm -hmm. we are pleased on behalf of me and dane we're pleased to have this guy and quinn clark come on to the podcast yeah i know it was my folks are in town they head out tomorrow morning it was normal day you know you go it's a sunday morning like me i have an issue of sleeping or waking up on time i didn't set an alarm meet my roommate good old miku comes in opens up my door and says hey you going to church i'm like I'm like, yeah, I'm going to church. So I get out, and I got, I got to make my normal scrambled egg sausage. Got to get that protein in my body to, right. stay, to stay in good shape. Because you've been lifting lately. Yeah, I have been, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's been feeling really great. Like, I do roofing right now, and it, it's a really good workout on my legs, my calves, everything. Every, every <laughs> trick you do, yep. it, it's, it's going to wear your body out. But, like, Dane, you know, he does electrician. You know, you're inside an AC... <laughs> Winter time, you'd be inside all day. But back to my story, though. I was uh, I was up in Whitefish earlier. We were at a Mexican restaurant. I can't. I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but I never was. I'm. I never. I'm not really a big fan of Mexican food myself. Yeah. But I got my normal, a cheeseburger. At a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Because you've been known to do that, Quinn. I went to. There's this. There's this Mexican place in Southtown in Kalispell. And we went there one evening. In in. Once again, he gets a cheeseburger. So this is kind of a ritual for you. Go yeah. eat Mexican, get a cheeseburger from the Mexican yeah. restaurant. Like, yeah, that's yeah. his clutch, man. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really a big fan of tacos. And and yeah, I was just looking at the tacos today. My dad got a taco with, with a lot of guacamole sauce on it. And I was like, oh, that just don't look too good. Yeah, so will you be returning to a Mexican restaurant for a burger anytime soon? Not, not definitely the one here in Whitefish. Yeah, that's definitely not their specialty, the whole burger and fries type thing. Yeah, but the pickles on their cheeseburgers are really good. Okay. Oh, and okay. fresh cheese, and you just dip a little bit of ketchup on there. You call it good? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Quinn. So so you were up in Whitefish at the, the Mexican restaurant, yeah. and then and then you went uh, to where you were at Hans and Jada's then? Yep, I was there for the rest of the day, yep. Okay, and then so that's when I called you. You were at Hans and Jada's. Yeah, yep, I was just about to leave. And I saw my I saw my folks all day today, and I didn't really really intend staying there all evening. It is emotional leave, especially when your mom and dad are in town. But it's like you gotta go out when you're when I when I've experienced some living on my own. Go do something like you enjoy, like hanging out oh. with your friends, and then, you know be on the broadcast for oh, example too. Yeah, on the pod. And yeah, no, I, I I gave I gave them a hug, told them bye. I'll see him I'll see him during Christmas. And I'm, and I'm see just, you later. I got business to do with the pod. Yeah, right? I I stormed my way here on ninety three. Of course, I'm doing my usual passing people because you got the big. Okay, how quick? Products. What's your average speed on 93? 
Uh, ninety miles per hour. <laughs> okay, because that because I've heard I've heard these stories about you and passing guys and ending up in the ditch, maybe even getting pulled over. Like you're kind of known as this guy that just rips around the highway and hey, look out, Clint Clark's coming through. Type <laughs> yeah, thing. and my big fear is it's cops because my brake lights don't work. I mean, <laughs> no, no brake lights. But like, work. let's be honest, you don't use your brakes. You don't use your brakes. So what good are brake lights? Well, the good thing about brake lights is at nighttime. Oh, well, every okay. time I drive at night, I turn the hazards on to let the people know behind me. <laughs> okay, this per I'm, I'm turning in. Like when I pull into the warehouse, people people are like, oh, I don't care. I'm just gonna pass this guy, and then they pull on the shoulder on me, even with even with trucks yeah. of trailers, and that's not safe because if that trailer hits me, I don't mind collecting insurance money. I yeah. love to collect insurance money any time of the day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I was this. Yeah, and I talked to Adam, Adam, Adam Carvin about that, and he said it's either a fuse, light your connections. Well, I got a big gash in my car in the back of my car right now because I was going on 206. We just got fresh snow the night before, but it got plowed. And I told myself, yeah, I'm just, just screw it. I'm just going to go. So I was going 80. I was being dumb. I was going 80 miles per hour, and that first corner you go around, I could feel it, and I braked, which you never want to do because I panicked. And I, my, my car started going to the right, and I turned snow to the left, but good thing there were no oncoming cars. Mm-hmm. But then I turned the steering wheel, and the whole, my whole car went around this way and hit that power line pole. Wow, so you did like a like a, a, a 180 spin and then smoked a power line. Yeah, I, I was so scared because under my hood was smoking. Really? Yeah. So at that point, you're seeing a little smoke under the hood. Are you thinking about popping on the YouTube and bringing up a Scotty Kilmer video? At that point, I wasn't thinking about it. So my, my main big concern was I might get arrested for reckless driving. And get oh, a big okay. Too. So I had AAA. I called the tow truck driver. They came and pulled me out, and the state trooper pulled up. Really nice guy. He comes up to me. Were you thinking about knocking out into the snow and acting like it wasn't yours at that point? No, or? no, 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 no. I, I, I knew the best option for me to do was stand my ground. And then, yeah, he, he came up to me and he, he called me my friend. And I'm like, okay, so we're friends, so he's not gonna give me a ticket. So I, I, I give him my registration, my license, my insurance, proof of insurance. He runs back to his car, patrol car. I came back good, he comes back he comes back to me and, he's, and he tells me, all right, here's, here's your information. He says he has a ticket for speeding. $85 ticket, and I, I tell myself. Did you tell him that you're speeding? I, I told him I was honest, yeah, I told him I was 180. That was the mistake, though, right? Yeah. Because he can't give you a ticket if he doesn't know you're speeding. Well, the truth but is, you were just trying to be a truthful guy. The yeah. Way you, you're you're doing it right, you know. You're stand up guy. Yeah. And the thing is, is there are people that saw it, people across the road, and they came up. Oh, so, so you were so in this. so. If I would have lied and said, "Oh no, I was going 45," but and then I also my car went, push, yeah, and just hit the power line pole. Those windows would be like. No, that that dude. Was you'd be in the sla- you'd be in the slammer right now. That's that, that's just face. I'd be in the right now. Who knows? I might be making new friends. Right. <laughs> it might have been the right thing, right? Yeah. Hey, Quinn. So I was gonna ask you, um, what was what drew you to move out to Montana? Like, what was the thing that made you want to move here? Well, my older older brother Hans lived out here, and I've always wanted to learn framing. So I told myself, you know, why not? Why not go give it a try for a year? So I framed for seven, so I went, went and framed for Jeff. That was good times. Okay. It was real fun times. Yeah. yeah. I had the pleasure of working with this legendary guy in Quinn Clark, and I definitely witnessed him swinging the hammer. I definitely witnessed him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, running around looking for the board stretcher. 
Oh yeah, um, and and whatnot. So that was a that was it, it was a super good time getting the opportunity to work with you. Yeah, and good memories were made. That's for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, and I mean yeah. So yeah, I worked out in Montana for a year for a few years, but now I like it. Yeah, I first started off working for Jeff for about seven months, and framing in the wintertime wasn't. I'm, I wasn't wanting to be a framer full time, even though I did it for about seven months. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I, I, that's when I decided, okay, I'm gonna, I want to go look for something else, because like I said, I, I don't, I, I knew I didn't want, I, I never wanted to be a framer full time. I, ne- I don't, I, I, I didn't ever see myself doing it long, long term either, because Jerbo's construction was they were siding a house here right. in Whitefish. Yeah, you're working with guys like me. Yeah, where you're dealing with a lot of crap on a day in and day out. Oh yeah, and, and I just can't take it anymore. But but, <laughs> but I was but I was able to take it because I learned self esteem, like learn to take it. Like don't 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 take everything so personal, which is what I have a big issue with. And yeah, I, I, I've gone out of that phase, and I've been able just to laugh laugh along laugh along with it. Right. You, you know, if you're like me, you wear a lot of layers in wintertime because you love the cold. Your nickname, one of your nicknames is Layers. Yep. Because how many, what do you average in the winter? How many layers do you average? Like, I let's can, let the folks know. Well, Chad told me I, I rolled six layers, but the truth is I don't remember rocking six layers. I might have. That, that would be like your record? That would be my record, yeah. Is or, six or, or I could go for ten layers. So you've, you've actually done ten layers or like that? No, that's your goal. That's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> that's the record I could go for. Okay, yeah, yeah. This winter, man. Let's yeah, see. Quinn. So you you've told me several times that you love winter. Yes, I, I do. You can't wait for that to come. Why is that? Well, for one, it makes my job a lot easier. Okay. Because I cook my butt off in the sun. But this winter, of course, there's gonna be a lot of snow shoveling, but I won't be doing it full time. And yeah, people have asked me before. Do you, are you guys gonna be roofing in the in the winter? I'm like, yeah. We're gonna be roughing in the winter time, but it's gonna be slowing because what we use glue is what's called bonding adhesive. When we put membrane down, when we glue okay. walls, yeah. Okay. But all winter we're gonna be running propane torches to oh, make it yeah. dry quicker. Yeah. Well, one thing that we all know that propane torches can do is start fires. One thing that you're extremely familiar with oh, is yeah. starting yep. fires. Cool. Yep. Um, you kind of had a little bit of a fiasco over there at the warehouse with this whole. Pretty recently, you got the fire department involved. Um, I was hearing tell of this uh, this experience you had over there. Kind of take us through what was going on that day when when you had a little fiasco with the uh, fire department. Oh, so what happened was is I got home from work about seven thirty. I I didn't go to the gym that day because I, I was lazy. You just have these long days. You're just worn out. And all the guys were gone. And I kind of told myself, "Wow, oh, they went to Haps." I never tried to group me, but we just we just weed whacked around the place, mowed it. We had a good sized pallets. We had a lot of garbage on that. Which you I'm, were spiffing up the warehouse is what you're doing. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I gotta burn this pile. Okay. And the burn bin was going on, but the sky was full of smoke. I, I wasn't thinking ahead. I didn't, I didn't put the hose by the fire or anything, but I used, I used gas. I, I, I believe I used a little too much gas. So okay, so there, you said there's smoke in the sky. Yeah. This was because a forest fire was going on, yes, right? Yep, that's correct. But it didn't, like, at that point, you didn't know that there was a burn ban going on. No, I did not know. Okay, okay. So keep going. So, you so this, was a, this was a pretty sizable pile of garbage you had. Yeah, just like you said, Dan, there was, there was a sizable pile of garbage. And I was having the best time of my life, but I was not expecting black smoke at all. And my next option was I was going to go get a couple of tires and just throw them on in broad daylight. <laughs> Because you guys have an excessive uh, an excessive amount of tires kind of kicking around the warehouse, 
So you've been burning tires a little bit too? I have been, yeah. At nighttime with Fish Duck and it's all it's all you see is black smoke and to me I found it amazing, just fun just fun to watch. To be able to watch the black yeah. smoke and these yep, yep. that the tires produce. Yep. Hey Quinn, so um the yep. day the day that you had the fiasco with the fire department, the Creston Fire Department, did you throw tires on that fire? No, I did not. Okay, so what Okay, so yeah, no no, no. you added gas. Okay, yeah. so you said you put too much gas on. Continue with the story from there. Yeah, I put too much gas on, like you said, Ozzy. And I lit it, and the thing was just poof. Just because it was so dry, it went up the flames. I, I started getting worried a little bit. I took the volleyball net down, because that's how big it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was a sizey fire with some black smoke, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, like a lot of black smoke over China, but it, to me, you know me, I don't care. And I was having a good time with the fire. Because you love burning stuff. Oh, yes. You're a, you're a fire guy. Yes, I, I'm a pyro. <laughs> And I was just having a good time, and all of a sudden I look, I look, I look right behind me, Creston Fire Department, they honked their horn on me. I'm like, oh, great, I'm getting a ticket now. Kick you gone. And they got out, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I, told them, I got bored. I'm just burning stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, kick you gone. <laughs> yeah, and then, then they put it out. No one called it in, but the only reason why they saw it is because they were training a couple fields down. I, they saved me a lot of money because if that if the crop field across the road from the warehouse on 35, if that field would have caught on fire, I would have gotten fined, charged, arrested, put behind bars, and that <laughs> that wouldn't have been good. So, yeah, no, they, it wouldn't have. So <laughs> they pull up. Do they put the fire out when they? Yes, pull that's up? the first thing they do when they put it out. The whole all the doors, windows were open to the warehouse. And that <laughs> that house was smoked out, so I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this ain't good. Neighbors down the road walked up to storage unit. They were all just sitting there, just watching. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. But they were volunteer firefighters. If they were real firefighters, I would have gotten fined and charged. Okay. So, hey, no, Quinn, I was going to ask you, <laughs> remember when we went down to Phillipsburg? There's... Like we took super cell. There's probably eight guys of us that went down there. Yep. Um, and me, you, and Simon decided we were sleeping inside a cell. There's three benches, and we popped in there. I was in the back row. You were in the middle, and Simon was at the front. Where and he had his feet out the window. Yep. And what was going on? Because I woke up probably six or seven times that night to hear you clambering out of that van. What was going on? Well, my main concern was. I don't like listening to snoring at night. Okay. And I, I had too much sugar to drink that day, so I was having to use the bathroom constantly. Okay. <laughs> and, and I was I was scared of bears, too. I was scared of bears and cougars probably coming up. And Simon's feet were out the window, and I thought, okay, if a bear, they can smell you. Yeah. I don't know much about wildlife, but if a bear or cougar sees that, they're going <laughs> to... They're gonna right away go up and tell us, "Hey, I got some food here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to eat this and bring it to my family." But of a good thing, no bears, no cougars came. Do you were concerned about maybe Simon's foot, Simon's safety? Is yeah. What you were yep. Because that's what friends do. They you they got, watch out for each other and they care. You know, Simon's they care life is in other. peril. Is basically what you were thinking. Yeah. And yeah. I was, and then I had pretty bad gas that night. Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and it, it was, I probably got about three hours of sleep that night because we stayed up kind of late. And after that, Sam Mackey was the driver. We went driving to some mines. All we did all day was climb uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill. Even though I was tired out, we didn't take much breaks. And I was like, okay, we got to find some mines to go into. And I was having a good time. 
thought the mines were really cool because the main reason because it was nice and cool down there. <laughs> oh yeah. See, the yeah, thing with Quinn. The thing with Quinn is that guy is seeking the cold. <laughs> Can't wait for winter. You gotta to move up to the North Pole or something, bud. <laughs> oh, Alaska. Oh, really? Oh. Quinn, I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you're kind of known as the the prank call artist in this yes, Flathead Valley. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and like for me, it's like. Oh, my phone's ringing. If I see, if I look at my phone and it's, if it's either Quinn Clark or also known as a restricted number, <laughs> because if I'm getting a call from restricted number, it's almost automatic. I'm like, oh, it's Quinn Clark. Yeah. And um, funny story, back when you worked at Jervos Construction, I was always getting these restricted number calls, and I'd answer them. And it probably took me, it took me quite a while to kind of dial it in and figure out that it was you, but you had been prank calling me for, for quite some time and, and just kind of sitting down low, whether you were doing something else and watching me and you're just giggling that, <laughs> at, at your little, uh, finesse in, in uh, in prank calling. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what, what kind of, what's kind of running through your head? I mean, do you... Is it the type of thing where you're just like, uh, you get a real kick out of it? Or like, what? yeah, just like you said, Ozzy, I get a, I get a real big kick out of it. And people, people have told me they, they get, they get restricted to no caller ID in, in the middle of the day. But I, the truth is, is no one believes me. I, I do not prank call in the middle of the day. Okay. That's one. I'm working, and I, I hardly ever have my phone out. Okay. And then like, I don't do it that much. But like, if I'm bored, and if I'm at home alone. I'll I'll slide on my phone with my contacts. Yeah, I'll prank call this person because I did I did it to Chad for a while and he didn't he, he didn't know it. Okay, so, so until, Chad Mahoney. Yeah, until he found out it was me. Oh <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. So was he giving you quite a reaction? Yeah, he was. And because that's what I love seeing people was clutching the head. Uh, who is this person calling me? I don't, I don't know what to do. Then he saw me giggling one night. Yeah, yeah. And then he looked at my phone. I didn't sleep on my phone in my pocket. I I told myself, okay, I. <laughs> it was me. So Quinn, I, I actually had a little recording of uh, you in action, the prank call artist in action. Um, basically, what's going down is is you prank call Simon here, um, and have a little fun with Simon. So here's a little uh, a little sample of what what Quinn in action sounds like. No, I'm the one that gave you a bid on your sauna. I'm the one that gave you a bid on your sauna. I was gonna build it for you, but you backed down on it so fast. Do you even know who this is? So that's a little sample of Quinn in action. It's uh, he's he's pretty special when you know you get a little prank call from Quinn and he mm-hmm. comes through and. Throw some funnies at ya. So. Alright. Hey, thanks a lot, Quinn, for coming up here. Yeah, no um, problem. I mean, you drug, drug your feet a little bit, but hey, you made it up here. You made the right choice. You came mm-hmm. and sat down. And we couldn't be happier to have you on. So, it's our pleasure. Thanks a lot for coming up. and. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on, Quinn. It, it, uh, you know, from a... From a podcaster standpoint, I mean, to be able to get you on for, for the second epi is, is pretty unreal. So, um, yeah, we appreciate you coming out and uh, you have a safe drive back home over there and uh, yeah, get in Cal's spot. Mm-hmm. I sure will. All right. Take it easy, Quinn. Take it easy, Yeah, Quinn. you guys too. Thank you. So, Danner, some local bug juice floating around. 
see, this is the thing. We have the goss over here at Montana DNA Pod. We somehow we hear these things. We got some insiders out there. We do, and one of them is Trav Johnson, and he gave me some good inside information two weeks ago. It's old news now, but not for all you listeners out there. There's a new couple out in the Montana Floating around region. in this Flathead Valley that we live in, guys. And Oz, this is new to you. This is actually new to me. I was not aware of this, and I was rather floored when I heard it. As but, most of us were. We didn't see this thing coming. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So what happened was a couple weekends ago, Trav Johnson, who was our last guest on the podcast, he tells me, hey, Daner, I seen that Wade Johnson had a woman ask him for a Jeep ride this weekend. I'm like, what the piss? Who? <laughs> no way. Who could it be? Like, I yeah, was yep, so you, I, yep. The wheels start turning. I couldn't come up with any names. I was thinking it was one of the girls from the trailer track. Right, right. But I couldn't pick a name out of it. And he tells me, Carly Rintamaki hits him up for a Jeep ride. They go for a Jeep ride. What do you know? As the, as the pieces start to fall into place... We're, this is this is this two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Two okay. weekends ago. Okay. As the pieces start to fall into place, they start courting. Wade asks her out on a date or something. I don't okay. remember what happened, but they went out there and now they're a couple. We have another. That's a new yeah. couple in the Flathead Valley here, guys. So big news for you. We got Wade and Carly. They're courting. So congrats to them. Congrats to them. We're happy for you guys. Didn't see it coming, but hey, it's sweet. It's Love awesome. It. We're we're big fan. <laughs> big fan. That Wade, I work with that kid. He's a he's a stellar dude. Well, actually, I don't currently work with him, but that's right because what's going on? I was so I, I heard big some... week. Big week ahead of me, Daner. Big week ahead of well, me. What's going on? So basically, what we've got going on is a guy is starting up a company. And, and this is going to be his first week on his own. And and that's me. That guy is you. That guy is me. We're talking Tamarack Builders. It's going to be full swing, man. Um, we're going to be building building stuff over there at Tamarack Builders. Um, uh, so, so, yeah, awesome. I'm really fired up. That's really good to hear because, I mean, you've been talking about going on your own for quite some time now. Yeah, it's been, it's been uh, in the back of my mind for quite a while. And, uh, yeah, decided to bite the bullet recently. And, and now it's, uh, yeah, we're heading into my first week on my own. So, uh, it's pretty exciting. So I saw you were dropping some serious cash over there, buying all the tools <laughs> necessary for the job. What was that? Like? Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, a big investment. So yeah, you gotta be able to be like full send when you're uh, when you're going into something like this because yeah, it's it's uh, you know you're buying all these tools and of course you got a trailer and um, yeah, just even a lot of stuff that you wouldn't really. Initially, when I was going into it, you know, like there's there's expenses that you don't really even realize. I mean, you're buying, you know, insurance and mm-hmm. stuff, and now obviously, like, you know, it's it, it you know, it totally makes sense now. Looking, yep. you know, looking at it, there's there's just there's just a lot of stuff that that goes on behind the scenes that you wouldn't really know. Right? Yeah, a lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I turned into an office guy for a few days there, and yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I'm here to tell you, it's not uh, it's not glamorous. I'd rather be out working, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're getting the business rolling this week, so I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. Good to hear. Hey, guys. So big news for the podcast. We're operating in the positives now. We made our first punk wad of cash, I guess you could put it. Um, me and Dane pulled in a couple bucks for ourselves. We're lining our own pockets. What happened? Matt Simonson hooked us up with a few bucks for a shout out. He slung us some cash, and now that's all it takes. We're getting the ball rolling. We're getting the ball rolling. And we're not going to actually disclose how much money. I said a couple bucks. Am I going to disclose how much money we're pulling in? Heck no. 
Like I said, we're in it for the cash. We're all about the greed. But big shout out. Matt Simonson, love ya. Thanks for sliding us some green. This is a shout out to you. He's single, ladies. He's single. He's a good guy. I live with him. He is one of those dudes that um, that you really want to get to know because do you want to know what? He is he's he's genuine. He's 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 loving. He is he's hardworking. I work hard with working. the guy. So over at he's one of those electricians over at Star, but I've spent I've spent a few nights over in the hotel in Great Falls with this Matt Simonson. He's a great guy. You sit down having pillow talk with him is it's one of the better things in life. Ladies, hit this guy up. I don't have his number on hand. If I did, I I, I would definitely give it to you. Um, look him up on Instagram. He's he's just a world class dude, and and of course he slid us some green. So so we're giving him the big ass. So um, me being a stash guy, see I. I rock a pretty greasy stash, I'd like to think. But Matt, this guy cut his beard off and he left the greasy stash. I think it suits him. I think you ladies will like it too. Um, slide over to his Instagram. Um, check that thing out. It's nice. He's a good looking dude. He likes to hunt. He has like, a lot of hobbies. He loves to fish. He loves to hunt. You name it, he's into it. Let's so. throw his handle out there. What, what's his it, handle? It, his, his, his Instagram handle is actually Matthew Simonson. Uh, all lowercase, Matthew Simonson, no spaces, nothing. So it's pretty easy to find. So pretty straightforward. That's Matt Simonson, folks. So I was going to say that I was uh, one of those nights. No, it was, was it after our first recording? Yeah, so this was this was when you were out romping around in Idaho. We had a, a guy's night over here, and yeah, there was a few of us outside having a cigarette break, and then I guess later on in the night, we had a couple other guys come stop in, and one of them's like, hey, dude, you guys actually have a pretty sweet fire on your back deck. Like, wh- why, how'd you come up with that idea? And we're like, dude, we are, there shouldn't be a fire on our back deck. Right. We run over there, there's big flames coming off of the deck boards. We the deck's had, on fire. The deck's on fire, and this is late at night. We could have been in bed, and we could have been alarmed with a big fire, but we dodged a bullet there. Now, the issue with this is we had Deerhorn and Pobs out on the back deck, and these guys are trying to blame each other for who started the fire, so we might have to, yeah. Poke and prod into in that, huh? We might have to poke and prod. Oh, that, so, Dane, so that, that fire reminds me of a... Uh, of a situation we had over at our pad last oh, winter. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically, what had happened was, um, I think it was Chad. I got to chuck Chad under the bus for this one, unfortunately. Um, he got home and he'd stoke the fire up because uh, we got a wood stove in That's the living right. room, you know. Yeah. And, and we're talking country living, wood-burning stove right in the living room that keeps the place nice and warm. Well, it was a cold winter night. We got home and, um, or Chad had... Stoked the fire up, and we had a stash of wood right next to the stove. Uh, of course, uh, the place was probably uh, a refrigerator when he got home, so of course he wanted to make it a little cozier. He stoked it up nice, and he kept the door slightly open for a little more airflow. Well, what does our stove do when it gets a lot of airflow? It gets hot. It gets real hot. There's a lot of airflow. There's, this fire's ripping. Well, thankfully, me and Matt, we were at Haps late. Um, probably trying to do a little flirt and trying to do all the good stuff. Let's not kid ourselves. We were flirting. <laughs> okay, we probably were flirting. Whatever. Anyways, so we get home late, and uh, we we I open the door, and the place is just a straight up smoke show. We're talking. You can't see four feet in front of you. And what I I immediately just hit the the emergency button right and and i I go into emergency mode i'm looking around i'm trying to figure out what's going on well what do i see i see that stove there's a glow coming from the stove 
And um, anyways, basically what had happened was the door was open. The There was a, a log right next to the stove that had started on fire. Had we not showed up at that point in the evening, the whole place would have burnt down. Um, so we basic, what ended up happening was me and Matt saved the day. We did a little Superman action. What did we do? We saved the house from burning down. We showed up late. We put in some sweat equity. <laughs> 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 no, that's freaking funny. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with living out in Montana. A lot of us, a lot of us do the fireplace for heating up our homes. I mean, we have one here downstairs at the Yuppie. Right. Um, we just spent yesterday, me and Simon and Damon, we went out and we cut down a few. Trees. You guys were all swinging the axe. We were swinging the axe, and it was probably a good six-hour day, and we only yeah. got we maybe got a month's worth. Month's of, worth of wood. Month's worth of wood, and that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but, boys. It's great to get out there with the boys and start sweating and swinging the axe. I'll tell you what, that that this fall season rolls around and it really it, it ignites that little flame in you, that that burning desire to get out in the woods, do a little logging, and that's one thing I really enjoy about about these Montana winters with the wood stove. Yep. Now, wood stove, I will say, it has its its downfalls. You got to get out and you got to work. But what are what are these Montana men good at out here? Working. Working. <laughs> or so we like to think. Anyways, so, yeah. Yeah, winter's coming up on us. I think there's, like, was there snow in the forecast there's, for next weekend? There's snow for next Saturday, which I'm actually, surprisingly, I'm not too bugged about that. I'm kind of looking forward to this winter season to come up. We got a big season, hockey season. Hockey season's creeping up. We got the NHL rolling. Some of us that are big hockey fans, uh, you know, me and Dane, and I know like a Sun Bear, I know he's a big hockey uh, guy. Ryan Mahonen. We're talking the Ryan Mahonens. I mean, all these guys, we're, all, we're we're chomping at the bit. We're ready to get, get slapping the disc around the ice. So yeah, that's, uh, that's something that we're definitely looking forward to. Um, that's probably it, hey. We don't really have much more going on right now. Yeah, other than that, not a ton going on. Well, a ton going on, but nothing worth mentioning. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's gonna be a wrap. Yeah, I think that's gonna do it for today. Um, we gotta head over to Haps. Right? Yeah, yeah, we gotta go tend to the uh, the old ha- local Haps. So um, we better get scooting, Dan. I think All it's. Right. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely late. So, Crap. yeah, okay, turn. got to go. Yeah. I mean, another big week in uh, Great Falls for me, hey. I got to go out there and grind for a couple days, probably four days. But the old lady's coming back into town Wednesday night. <laughs> there you go. That's some, uh, that'll keep your spirits high. Yeah, good luck out there. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, and your first week at Tamarack. Tamarack Builders, man. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready to hit it running. Right. So. Sweet. Okay. Thanks for coming on and li- thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for listening to Epi number two, and there's gonna be a lot more coming. We got a long list of things we need to talk about. Content on content, so stay tuned and subscribe. Thank you very much, and sling us some cash. <laughs> 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 <laughs>